Welcome, everyone, to the Trident Sports Podcast. I'm Tim. I'm Wade. I'm Chris. And here we go. Let's do it. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, we're editing. So we haven't, we haven't done this in like seven months, right? Six it's been months. a while. It's been a while. And we're due. Okay. Overdue. So we've had a lot of, we've had a lot of stuff happen. Yeah. Since have. our last podcast. I mean, Chris, you haven't done anything, but I started training for something. That's yeah, something. you did the worst thing ever. Um, <laughs> so Wade, you you trained and did your first Ironman race. Mm-hmm. Congrats! And training was horrible, right? In the moment, it was horrible. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So what was what was worse, the training or the race? Training. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the race wasn't bad. That's, you know u- that's usually the way it goes, most of the time. Do you know what his time was, Chris? Yeah, it was like sub-11, wasn't it? So you don't know what it is, you're just guessing? No, no, it was it was like 10.40, right? It's like 10.47.47? Yeah. See, I, I paid attention. <laughs> that's pretty good. It was killer, actually. It was pretty good. That I knew it or that he... That he knew. Guessed it, it close. He's a fan. Bro. <laughs> Team Wade? No, I mean, we try to watch when people are coming across right, via right, the live right. tracker. Um, so you did the Woodlands that was April 20th, 28th. was it 28th? You know that date? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so let's just go through, what did, what did you learn? What was the biggest thing that stands out as far as what you learned during training that was like a surprise to you? Like, do you think it was harder than you thought it was going to be? Or, like, there's moments where you were just, like, shredded and you were shocked that you were shredded? I don't think I was surprised at anything. I think I was ready to train for it. But, there, I mean, there were, like, there was nothing that I did was, like, oh, wow, this is harder than I thought it would be. There were a couple bikes with the power workouts that were pretty terrible. Right. And that, I mean. But I, I think... So I think for you, you got to see so many people go through like the process, bitch about it, not do it. Like you've seen worst case scenario, what can happen yeah. because of training. So you pretty much had the mindset, I'm not going to be that guy. Well, I think I only missed two workouts and they were like the beginning workouts at Christmas. I think I missed like two or three swims, which are understandable. But other than that, I did every single workout. And so, I don't know, I think I was just super open to the training process. Like, I've never been that focused on something before, at least in recent years. Because you you didn't deviate at all. No. (laughs) Why are you looking at me? Do you even remember what it's like to train for an Ironman? (laughs) No, not really. (laughs) When was the last time you did that? An Ironman? Yeah. Thir- 2013, so... Oh, you're counting Tahoe? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I trained for the Tahoe. <laughs> yeah. So five years. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, there wasn't really the chance to get acclimated to heat or just to the woodlands in general, but it was, it actually wasn't bad. No. It's like pretty it, much a perfect day. Yeah. For uh, racing. I mean, the people that complained about the wind... People complaining about the heat, they really weren't in shape, in no. my opinion. 
And they were in Peloton. Yeah. <laughs> or had never visited Galveston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so so the swim, I mean, I think you had, you had I, I can think of one moment that's out of characteristic for you that you know, because everyone else here has done it at one point, and I think as soon as you did it, you were upset that you let yourself get there. And that was you guys went to Yucatan, Taco Stand to eat a couple of days before. Yeah. There's like literally nothing good there to eat. Yeah. And I think that was like, shit, I just messed that up. Yeah, it was pretty. And then I didn't eat for like another five hours. Yeah, it was pretty stupid. But I think that was the only thing. Like that, that was, was the only. But it was, it was days before you even went down there? No, yeah. It was the day before. Oh. Yeah. So it was still in your system, maybe. Well, it wasn't like mm. bad food. It was just like. Hard to get two good food. asparagus, yeah, a couple potato thing. Like it wasn't, it wasn't enough food, and it was literally just vegetables. Mm. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, that race was good, I guess. But the training, I mean, I think I've seen enough people not do the training correctly, and then go into the races and have these horrible, shitty races, or even have a good race but be miserable the whole time. Right. And then I was like, but <clears throat> like I just, I mean, I was driven to do the best I could. That's why I did all the workouts. Because that's the biggest limiting factor is. Well, I mean, you trained like, like you, it was, it was literally a prescription. Take this two times a day, like whatever it was, you did it exactly as you should training wise. But then when you got to the race, you just, like it just everything just fell into place perfect. Like you didn't, you didn't look like you were working hard. Like you didn't look like you were suffering one bit. That level of suffering was there. We all knew it was, but there was no need to even go into that well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. I think that was the, it. Was just it was literally the perfect storm. Mm-hmm. And, and you know you could do several other races and never have that <laughs> <Yeah>. blessing, <laughs> or you could. I mean, it's like it's just it's literally dumb luck. Yeah. But what, so let's say someone says, I want to do an Ironman. What's the three things that they should probably know before they even sign up? Because most people that sign up are not ready. No. I mean, I think the biggest one is they have to realize the time commitment, and they have to be willing to put that time commitment above other things. Like, there would be times people, one of my three friends wanted to hang out, and I'd be like, no, I can't. i got to go. He said one of his three. One of his three, yeah. <laughs> I'm just generalizing, <laughs> but there's not many. But, like, it's it's you have to be willing to. There is no social life. No, there's not. And so you have to be willing to do that. Um, it, it's definitely a part-time job. Like, it's that kind of mentality. No, yeah. I can't. I have to work. Like, it's, it's like that. <clears throat> Okay, what I mean, else? I guess another thing would be, I don't know, like, I feel like that's, I mean. That, that's really preparation. Like, you know, people have to know that going into it that you don't get to do all this crap you're doing now and all this stuff, your, your second life on Facebook, like, that really doesn't matter anymore. Like, you can, yeah, no. you, 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 yeah you, you don't get to do all the stuff that's fun. Yeah. And training, I mean, at that level is not, it's not fun anymore because you reach that point where you're like, okay, I want to be done. Yeah. I mean, and then I think 
kind of going along with that is you have to realize all the different aspects of your life that go into making that training successful. So what you do when you're not training, how you recover, what you're eating, um, sleep. Like I think all that kind of goes into place because if you don't have all those in place, you're not going to feel good. You're not going to be rested. Your body's not going to recover. So then you're not going to be able to do that training and you're going to be hurt. And you're like, oh, I don't, I'm just not going to do that today because I'm right. shredded. Well, and, and I mean, this could be your three years, not good, but yet either, but like money wise, oh, it yeah, costs a lot of money just to train. Like it's yeah. not even sign up for the race a lot, your hotel, all that stuff, but just getting through the training costs money. Like it, you've got gear, you've got food, like all that costs so much. Yeah. People don't realize. No, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Chris, you got anything to add to this? Uh, I don't think you do. No, not really. Because it's been a while. And yeah. then, and I would say I was never that dedicated in training. No. I'd say I'm more no. like a, I'm more of like a 80 to 85% no. kind of guy. No, hold on. I do remember you getting on your bike, on your trainer, like 930 at night. Oh, yeah. When I was still working do, retail, I, yeah, you I do, would... Yeah, you, you would knock out a four-hour ride at 9 o'clock at night. Yeah, That's I crazy. would, yeah. I had a crazy schedule. But then I wouldn't have to go to work the next day until, like, you know, noon or something. So. You were single as hell, too. Yeah, super single. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then... So we've got those... Your, your advice. But then... And you, you were nervous, but not really nervous about anything that was... To me, realistic. I mean, I, I get the same nerves. Like, I'm not worried about getting in the water. Like, I'm not worried about the physical side of it. Like, you were literally nervous about showing up with all your stuff. That and then my bike breaking down. Like, my bike breaking down was probably my biggest fear on the whole. Like, leading like, up to it, I was like, my tires are going to pop. During? During, yeah. Like, Well, and we threw tubulars on your bike, like, yeah. literally weeks before. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it wasn't even... But, like, after that, like, after I got a few miles in, I wasn't even worried about the tires. It was just, like, my whole bike. <laughs> well, and I think it's... And so, like, that whole that whole side was probably the biggest worry about... Because, I mean, I know I can finish it physically. Right. But if my bike, bike breaks down, there wasn't a lot of support on the course. It would have been terrible. So I was like, oh. But, I mean, once I got off the bike, I was just like, oh, it's, it's done. So we put race wheels on <laughs> weeks before, and I, I there's tubers on there that are several years old, and they look fine, they work fine, and I'm like, oh yeah, these will work. Wade's justified, and then he finally goes, "What would you do if this was yours?" I was like, "I would ride it." Then I like get home, and I'm like, "Oh shit, what would I do?" And I start. <laughs> getting, what would I really do? Like I'm like <laughs> second guessing everything. I'm thinking about the last time they're ridden. Like I'm like going through it all. And I'm like, you know, I would, I would run these. As much as I was going to go get new tubulars and just change them, and I don't think I did. I think I just got them ready to go, made sure they were good. But I was like second-guessed. Like, I was not worried about it until he passed that worry on to me. And then I'm like, well, shit, maybe I should be worried. See, but when anyway. you told me that you would run them, I'd be like, okay. Right, but you took your worry and you literally gave it to yeah. me, and then I like had to deal with but it. But I think that's another important thing is you need to find someone who has more experience that you can say stuff like that, even if they're lying to you. 
Like, and they can worry about that because, I mean, if he really thought they weren't going to work, you would have fixed that. Yeah, and I think that's, like, I think that's the biggest thing. Going out and training is not a problem. Everyone can go out there and suffer and kill themselves if they allow it. However, a coach keeps them from, from doing stupid shit. Like, so many people do dumb stuff all the time. It's like, why would you do that? What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Or buying stupid shit. Yeah, it's just not needed. It's not going to help. And, and somebody that we all know had a problem in Galveston. Lots of big, weird cramping going on. Had the same problem in Lubbock. And he texted me and said, I changed my seat. And I forgot to raise it back up. And it's been almost half an inch too low. <laughs> and it was the same guy who changed his chain himself and rerouted it through the rear derailleur last year for fourth full and had a bad bike because of it. I'm like, you are not allowed to touch your bike unless you talk to me first. Like, this is, <laughs> you're wasting time and money by even trying to cut a corner. Um, anyway, yeah, no, it's, it's the stupid stuff I think that people do that they don't realize they're doing or... I mean, Facebook, those groups That's are terrible. ridiculous. I, I got off of it. I told like, people, don't even go on there. Don't oh, worry like, about the water temperature. Don't worry about what people are saying. Like, like the race Facebook yeah. pages? Like, I was just yeah. on there. To, like, I remember Tahoe being really bad. God. But it was like at the end, like I think two nights before or the night before, I was like, I can't. Like it was just making me anxious I mean, reading I this stuff. And like it was all stupid stuff that you should already know by now. Yeah. Or know what you're at least What kind do? of helmet should I ride in? <laughs> you know, it's like, why are you even doing this race? Like, <laughs> you should have worked this out years ago. But, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that adds to so many things that then people change last minute. But, yeah. I, and Or they see someone doing something in transition, and they're like, well, maybe I should do it. And it's like, oh, n- yes. no. Like, the best no. one is, what, it was maybe going to be... 80, it was maybe 80 degrees. Yeah. And people are like, and this wasn't just one or two people. This was a lot of people in transition. They're like, make sure you don't air your tires up all the way so they don't pop in the heat. In the heat? Yeah, <laughs> it was 80 degrees. So there's people literally leaving <laughs> like their, their tires without 80 that much PSI. air. Yeah, I think I had like 110 in mine. Yeah, and somebody, somebody even said something to me, and I said, well, I can tell you <laughs> that I heard this from John Cobb personally face to face he said these wheels and tires are tested way more than what they're putting on the sidewall it is not possible for the heat expansion of a few pounds to blow a tire like it's not possible yeah unless there's some other factor yeah they do blow something's pinched something else is already worn like something else is causing it but it's not that and this guy in the thing said well i heard it happen i said well i can tell you it's it's literally a myth and you are making you're scaring people now doing this. And Jill did the same thing when she did the Woodlands. Somebody told her that and said, don't do it. And then they called me and said, what should I do? I said, don't do it. <laughs> and then they put the air back in. But it's just, it's not even, yeah, I've, I've been in the weather where it's 100 degrees and they don't blow. I mean, yeah. well, that's so early in the that when morning anyway. I mean, yeah, they get hotter than that while well, you're we riding. Dropped, they were yeah. talking about them blowing in transition in that afternoon we dropped them off oh have like the night before like three oh. or something like that but it wasn't hot and it was yeah like humidity does not cause explosions but Just i think like, i think having someone that you can trust and that you know knows at least more than you do is a huge benefit you trust me bro bro i rode those tubulars <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, I think... I wonder what else I could get you to do. Probably <laughs> probably just about anything. Or not. Uh, hey. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I think that's a huge, a huge thing to go into training. Yeah. And then, you know, it's... I know you had a goal time in mind, which that's great if you kept that internal. And I just heard, like, rumors that you had it, and that's fine. But you also knew that at any point something goes wrong, that goes out the window, and survival is now taking over. And you were never faced with that, but there's always carnage on all these races. And it's usually, you know, dumb luck or bad preparation, but, you know, it's... it's Because we know lots of people that that did not make it, but... Yeah. I mean, I I don't think I had a goal time specifically. Seriously. I might have said something, but... I mean, it, at the race, it's kind of you're at a point when you just can't go any faster. You just go with like it. Like I could have, I could have pushed the bike harder, but obviously that would have affected my run. But like on my run, like I don't. I say now I could have gone harder, and doing it again, I probably could go harder. But at that point in time, like I was pretty much at my limit. I think. Well, it's kind of like every VO2 max test. You do it, and you're like, you know, I could have gone a few more seconds, or I could have gone a little bit faster. And that's also like, well, what's the point? Yeah. Like, I'm still getting the same numbers. Why would I hurt a little bit more for the same? Yeah, because at any point, like a marathon, no matter how good you feel, you got to hold back to at least mile 22 or 23 because the wheels can still fall off and then oh, you're, yeah. you're toast. But anyway, um, gosh, what else? What else? So it's, it's, it's really, like, it's a horrible feeling afterwards. I mean, you had this euphoria you get done the adrenaline's up and then the adrenaline leaves and you're tired and but you can't go to sleep and you, you're just uncomfortable forever yeah. like it seems like it, that it seems like the awful feeling lasts as long as the race did yeah I but mean, yeah i mean i had well i vomited after in the shower in the shower Laid in, laid in somebody's bed for a little bit, and they yelled at the housekeepers. You're Goldilocks. Um, and then I got some food in me, but that, that night was terrible. Like, it was just hot and cold sweats. Yeah. And then for, like, three or four days, it was pretty bad. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, now, these are all things Chris has never experienced. Yeah. Uh-uh. Well, I'm not, I wasn't <laughs> training or competing at that level, so. And. Yeah, I mean it's, it's. I think it's hard to push yourself like that. It's hard to let go mentally and let your body just go as long and as far as it wants to. And I think that's where so many people get stuck in their head that they're uncomfortable or they're going to hit a wall or something's going to go wrong. And really, all that needs to happen in training so that during the race you've already dealt with it. I mean, we've seen that. I don't know how many times where people have the worst bike rides and long rides going into something and then they have no problems after the fact but yeah no um I'm trying to think what else what else what else about the race i mean it would have been perfect for me to be there for you you get done so early and i'm and i get to go home like that would have <laughs> been awesome but no yeah you know anyway um but yeah, it's also, you know, once you're out there and you have all, you know, you have friends out there, you don't, you want to stay out there. Like it's, 
it's, I mean, it's kind of a sticky, dangerous situation where I got to stay out there for them to come in, even though my body's literally <laughs> shutting down. I mean, you probably, you know, it, it's normal not poop for a couple of days because you literally have no waste in your body to go. But, yeah, that's your indication. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what else about your race? I just don't want to leave anything out. I don't know. It's a perfect day. It was a perfect day. Um, yeah. Well, I, I think that's all we, we have on this one. That was a long one for us. Yeah. Wow. Welcome back. Yeah, there you go. I, I can't get these men.